Alex and Koku, episode 31. Yes, sir. Second episode airing on Verge FM. Yes, sir. I feel like after that, you got to throw in some, like, some, like, but <laughs> yo, this is a uh, this is a special moment because these are our first guests of the season on today. But before we jump into who they are, oh. I'm Alex, Alex Lewis, uh, Lewis Alex Ten on all the all the put things. Put your tens up. But, put uh, your tens up. You know, just honestly, <laughs> just on your co-hosts with this this man who's going to introduce himself next. Yes, uh, and I am Koku Asamoah, the second half of the amazing duo that brings you laughs, uh, insightful commentary, and a joyful experience all wrapped up in one. So we're here today of two other greats, in my, in my opinion. It should be in everyone's opinion. I'm going to say that I usually don't try to push my agenda on the people, but today I will. Two of the greatest people to come out of Columbus who are making some of the that talk. some of the some of the most deeply layered hip hop that you can grab in the Midwest or all around the country. So I'm gonna let y'all introduce yourself, but by what whoever wants to go first, y'all can y'all can keep take it, it out. <laughs> keep it up, keep it up. Hey, hey good brother Joseph, uh, I pass it, I pass it on to you first. Uh, yeah, man, this is Joe H. I'm a cool guy. Um, <laughs> from what I'm a Village. fun guy. <laughs> I don't know. How, how do I follow up a, a deeply layered hip hop? <laughs> one of the best. No, right. <laughs> Shoot, I gotta set it off at a weird pace. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I'm I'm just Joey H. That's that's who I am. Um, sports enthusiast. Uh, I don't even know if I said that word right. Um, but. Hey man, let's re- go, Dom. <laughs> hey man, so uh, this is uh, Dom Deshawn. Um, I be rapping and shit, and um, yes, yeah. Um, Columbus, Ohio, born and raised. Um, I'm into everything imaginable, whether it be music, clearly, uh, pro wrestling, <laughs> anime, uh, tons of Netflix, Hulu, mm. mm. HBO. HBO Max, I got I got all the apps. Damn. He just plugged his subscriptions at this point. He just flexed his subscriptions. Yeah, you're you're right. <laughs> Cut no checks. So Disney I just be Plus. watching shit on. Hey man, I, I be watching shit on streaming networks. I ain't, I ain't plugging that notes. <laughs> and, and that's that's my intro. But also a, a cool guy as well too. So we need some yeah. some some normal niggas uh, from Columbus <laughs> and Cleveland who be rapping and shit. Incredible, love it. Damn, I'm excited. I'm that hyped me up. Very excited. I'm so, very excited. Every uh, every episode, we always like to start by talking about what we've been listening to recently, and so I want to kick it off to maybe we'll start with Dom first. We can kind of loop back around, but we'd love to know, you know. I don't know if yeah, I know you're streaming on TV. Don't know if you're streaming music, but <laughs> what you've been what you've been listening to Listen. recently? What you've been bumping? I already got the, uh, the 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 Spotify up. So listen, man, I shit don't be Let making no sense. Subscriptions. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. So I, I'll I'm a the way my listening goes is I'll like be having like a new like something new in 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 rotation. So right now it's like the new Saba album. I've been listening to that for like the last few weeks month um and then i will be like listening to like some older stuff so uh this rapper elzai who used to be in uh song village i've been like listening to like this ep that he dropped back in like 99 um i've been listening to um listen to biggie today uh god rest uh one of the greatest alive um um, it's been greatest of what? Oh, uh, I said greatest a lot. I say, listen, <laughs> hey y'all, I just want to give y'all this. I'm sorry. Listen, <laughs> listen. hey, listen. I, I was I was hoping nobody caught that, but um, I'm about like halfway into my beer. Um, this is yeah. the only plug I'll do today. 
Uh, this is a plug for um, the good uh, brothers and sisters at Land Grant. Um, that's the only plug I'll do today. Only uh, you plugged so many things in the past six <laughs> minutes. <laughs> But that was on accident. This is this is actually on purpose. Okay, okay, um, okay. But yeah, it's to mostly it's to mostly Saba's album, um, Biggie, Elzai, um, Mir, and Masha, and you know, shit, Joey as well. So I kick it over to you, Joey. What what you been listening to? Uh, so I've been first off. I listened to Hello Cast. Um, so that's been, that's been a lot of my listening experience. But in the midst of all of that, I've been listening to Dom Deshaun's new project um, okay. that has been in rotation. Uh, I pu- pulled up my list. So I got Planet Giza dropped the song um, that I really like. Uh, I don't know if this is new or old, but it's all called So Cool by Big Crit. I don't know. They came mm-hmm. on Shuffle. I've been listening to that for. Uh, I think it's I think it's kind of new. I think it was on his new, I think it's on his uh, most recent album. That shit hard. Um, Been listening to, I I don't know, I'm in like a big R&B kick, which is weird because I don't really like listen to R&B like that, that much. But like um, Joyce Rice's album, that song Mm. with Lucky Day is, oh my God. Um, Ambry, I think that's her name. Ambry, Ambry is A M B R E with the little thing over top the E. Uh, that shit oh, yeah. hard. Loving the club by Jack James. That song is hard. And of course, I've been listening to Belligerent Levels of Doughboy to get me, you know, Ooh. juiced up. I love that. Hell yeah. Coca? Um, for me, I've been at a weird swing. I think. This week, I started off listening to Marvin Gaye's, um, mm. um, um, damn, I can't, oh, man, yeah, I'm gonna look like a fool on the internet. No, um, anything <laughs> Marvin Gaye's. I was, what was I listening to? Um, what's going on? The album, what's going on? Okay. Listen to the whole thing. Very powerful album. Perfect. Then it's I switched over album. to, um, Sir Chasing Summer, been listening to a lot of Nerd. Then, um, I think I like topped it off. Just going into Dom and Joey, just like making sure I'm prepped, like just diving deep. And I got questions. Best believe I got questions. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's been what's been in for me. What about you, Alex? Oh man. So we had that uh had that really warm weekend before we got back into the Ohio winter. So driving around over the weekend was bumping. Uh, Calvin Harris's Funk Wave Bounces album, yes. um, which I feel like is just like just peak, like summer warm weather music. I always forget there's a track on there with uh, Young Thug and Ariana Grande. <laughs> there's also a joint on there with uh, Katy Perry and um, Pharrell's on that joint too. Mm-hmm. So uh there's like a lot of fun like really fun collabs on there that are just like fun to go back to and listen um and then also been bumping that new robert glasper uh black radio three um i gotta listen to that yeah i need i need to get on that fast yo it's it's nice there's a track on there with ty dollar sign that is uh it's it's been like sitting sitting in I can't can't get enough of it. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, as has been kind of a consistent thing uh, during this segment, been bumping a lot of Joey and Dom, um, which like is, of course, necessary for the episode. But even outside of knowing we're going to record with y'all, like y'all's music is just it ain't even like a they're from where I'm from. So let me hit it. No, nah, it's actually like really dope hip hop. Speak on it. Just like great to listen to. So speak on it. Yeah. Thank you. Bumping a lot Thank of you. a lot of y'all's tracks, man. Yeah. And it's but, great stuff. Like like I was saying earlier, when I first started getting into the hip hop scene in Columbus, I, I saw you two around a lot. When I'll go to shows and I meet people and I was like, yo, like these like these dudes can really rap. Like it's not like they're just like doing it for fun. Like, well, of course you're doing it for fun, but like You've d- 
dedicated time and money and like you put your passion to this and like that emulates to other people who are who are watching you and listening to you because I would see you at uh, I remember I think it was one year at um Comfest I saw I, I think I saw either both of you or just like not the same time just around the day mm-hmm. I think one of you performed but this was like 2016 2017 and just see, I was like, yo, 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 that's, that's like Joey, that's, that's, that's Dom. Like, it's just so <laughs> weird seeing, like, I don't know, I get like starstruck for lack of a better term. It's, it's great. Damn. Starstruck in 2017? I was broke. <laughs> 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 Brother, I'm, I'm, I'm still broke. So, uh, we um, out here. But nah, that's, that's, I, that might've been actually the, that might have been the first year that we did Confess. What, yeah. what was it? Was it hot as shit? And it was like, because <laughs> I, I, I remember the first the first year I did, it was just it was just hot as hell. But mm-hmm. um, the the next year was dope. Like the next year, I believe it was the next year. Me, um, I performed like towards the end on like Friday. Um, it was like literally me and then Rob. We were like the last mm-hmm. two performers for yeah. like the entire night and we were like back to back. So um, that, that was like a cool, cool moment. Cause I, I mean, I still asked my group in Columbus, like remember the first time I went to the conference was like in like high school and like not knowing shit like that even existed. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like it'd be cool to eventually do something here like mm-hmm. one day. So to kind of like full circle to actually be able to perform and then perform more like Friday night when like, I know people are at conference on Friday night. So, mm-hmm. um, that 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 was that was, that was pretty that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah Did that you? Show was, that show was hard. I remember that one because that was it, it was hard as shit, and I had a hoodie on. And <laughs> oh I had to no! Take the hoodie off. And, yeah. <laughs> and Did you? The next fu- day, or the next year, it was hot as. Oh my god! Sweaty. I performed in like a t-shirt and shorts, wet like a, like basketball shorts. <laughs> He had a game at six. He had to perform at four. Man. <laughs> <laughs> had to get over to Burliner, put up a few shots. Did it. you find like the <laughs> the Comfest um like crew, I guess the the committee, were they receptive of like hip hop acts like that? Like you two and like others, like Sarab and um Tobilla and other acts around Columbus? Like did you have to like fight your way in or were they like come in with open arms when you wanted to perform. I want to hear what Joe says, because I, I, I can give the, the I can translate it. In yeah, a, you can give a better one. I'm, so I'm a transplant. I'm from Cleveland originally, and I moved down here in 2017. But like, I went to school at, um, I went to Denison. school at Denison University. Yeah, so like, I've been near Columbus for since like 2012, but like, I wasn't really out in Columbus until 2017. Um, so I didn't, I didn't know shit about ComFest until it was like, oh, we going to ComFest and then I'm seeing my friends on stages and I'm like, oh, no, this is hard. I want to, whatever I got to do to do this, like, I'm about to, you know, make try to make that happen. And then somebody, I think it was, yeah, 2018, Dom and Rob performed and I was on both their sets um, to do a song with them. And then it was like, after that, I, the following year I was on there. So. Um, to answer the question, this is not even like Slater, this is just, just how it was. Nah, they wasn't really booking hip hop folks like that. Um, it, it wasn't until I think literally 2017 when they actually got people in the community, um, like on the hip hop scene, like on the actual like council and stuff like that to vote like who the artists were going to be before. I mean, it was pretty much like the same, like four or five, like either rappers or bands that would be like at conference pretty much like every year. Um, and then you just see, saw like the significant like change. Mm-hmm. I think like 17 when they actually start putting people in the scene, like on the council, like that's when everybody was like getting booked with that's how it should have been like from the start. But you know, I mean how like a lot of those like things are unfortunately, like especially stuff that's been around for like a while. Um, sometimes it might be detached and other times it just might not just have like people who are like 
in the actual scene, like at that moment, maybe mm-hmm. they might've been on the scene back in like the nineties, but you know, uh, <laughs> there's, there's newer art artists that, you know, be doing shit. So, um, yeah. So, uh, significant change. And then once it did, like, I mean, since then it's been like beautiful to see like the homies actually like perform and stuff like that. So. That's real. Yeah. I feel like it's definitely think with any place, obviously, like you'll kind of get that sense of, you know, like people sort of evolving with the music, but not totally getting it at first. And I think like one of the things that I really have loved, cause I'm also like, I'm not from Columbus originally, like moved here, um, kind of from like all over. Um, and so getting here and like starting to get kind of more integrated into like arts community here and you know specifically like kind of learning more about the hip-hop hip-hop community here in Columbus like you really like I love what you said Dom just like so much emphasis on like you get like the homes like it's such a communal uh communal space and like feels very collaborative which like this on like this episode honestly was like i'm coming just because like we kind of been like we've been seeing y'all um you know doing your thing for a while now and i know like hit up joey a few times and been like yo we gotta we gotta get you on and so it's dope to like finally uh be doing this like it feels kind of uh feels kind of surreal but I know one of the things that like I'm curious about just, um, you know, for the purposes of this conversation and people listening is like for y'all, like kind of one, like what was your sort of journey, like your path towards getting into hip hop, like becoming an artist in this way, but then also your, in a sense, like your journey to kind of finding one another and beginning to collaborate in the way y'all been doing. Um. I'll start first because I'm I got about like 40 years on Joey. So uh I started making music. You look great for your age. He was yeah, at man. core party. Yeah, man. Like back in 79 when or whatever. <laughs> but uh, he was in the boogie down Bronx. Yeah. But no, nah, um for, for me, it started I, I guess the seeds kind of were playing it like in, in high school. Like originally I was supposed to go to like art school. I was like drawing and stuff like that from like like fourth grade up until like literally my senior year of high school. But I want to say around like sophomore years when kind of like the bug from music started to kind of like catch me. Like that's when I was definitely like in my like backpack, like blog era, like phase of my life where like I pretty much got, I got pretty much like caught up on all the shit that I missed. Like when I was like young, where like I might've like heard it, but like, I didn't like hear it until like I was a little bit older. I was like, Oh shit, like this guy Jay-Z can write rap his ass off. <laughs> I'm listening to Reasonable Doubt now, or like um like all the like actually listen to like Biggie's like catalog and like actually listening to like all the East Coast shit. And like I was always like a fan of like Outcast. Like one of my first actual CDs I bought, like with my own money. Well, I don't think it's my own money, but it was like from allowance or some shit. But uh I remember I bought um uh Stankonia. And then, like, when I was a little bit older, I dug deep to, like, certain playlistic and then Equimini and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, like, mad shit, like, I, I miss and stuff like that. So that yeah. was me, like, in, in, in high school, getting just caught up on uh, a lot of stuff. And then also, too, like, in hip to stuff like Little Brother and, um, like, early J. Cole and the K- early Kendricks and all that stuff. So um, that was, like, a huge influence on me. So after I graduated... I mean, at that point, I kind of like realized, like, okay, I, I really want to do this music. So for me, I, I took it so serious from, so from like 18 to 21, I didn't even like record um, because I did like two or three songs in high school and I just, they just weren't like where I wanted to be. So I was like, all right, I'm just about to just like write and like work on my flow and all that stuff, like by myself which I, I feel like I should have kind of recorded, but like it kind of in a weird way, like still like helped out my process. But like for like three years, I didn't like record at all. and just like worked on shit, but like, it was a weird phase because it was like, imagine people tell like telling people like, yo, I want to be like, I'm trying to be a rapper. I'm serious about like rapping then, but I don't got like that in the show. So um, once I got through like all of that, um, 
21 is like when I like released my first and recorded like my first like mixtape. So my first mixtape was like my first actual songs of me like actually recorded on my own. Um, and then from there, it was just kind of just like throwing myself on this out on the scene. Like I kind of realized like, okay, I got this music. Like I have to obviously like get it out some, some way. So at least at that time I had like examples like Fly Union and like Pete and uh, Veda and um, Jay Rawls and a bunch of people like on the scene, like doing stuff for like years. And also too, at the time they were like getting looks like on the blogs and, and, you know, like Stally and all this. So I was like, okay, like this is, you can be from Columbus and actually like get quote unquote, like get on and like get out here and stuff like that um, and make dope shit. So it was just kind of me just like inserting myself on the scene. I kind of had like a theory of like, yo, if I just kind of show up to places enough, like people are going to like recognize my face. Like I'm not, I'm not the type of person to be like, hey, yo, bro, like, you know, I, I'm a rapper and I, I make music and listen to my mixtape. It's like, nah, like, just get to know me. I'm going to keep on showing my face at that. At some point, you're going to be like, yo, like, like, what do you do? Or like, follow me on Twitter. And then I'm going to like promote my music like that way. So, um, and then kind of just like for the next 10 years, just consistently making music and um, eventually start like, performing and, and then around like 2015, 16, start booking like my own shows. So start doing stuff in Columbus. And then that then turned into like doing shows in like around other cities like Cleveland, Cincinnati, then doing shows in New York, um, doing shows in LA, but they kind of make it full circle. How I met Joey was literally my third, I think it was my third or fourth show I ended up booking um, when I was doing like the Wicked and Divine like series. And I ended up booking like Sarab it's crazy because at the time I didn't realize that he was actually still in like college. Um, and I booked him. Uh, it was him. I booked uh, Corey Grand from uh, Cleveland, the DJ Marcus on the world ward from uh, Cleveland myself. And it was like Sarab. Um, but then like when the, before like, you know, sound check and stuff like that, Sarab comes with Joey. And then I, I like meet those two. And um, it, it's funny. Cause like at the time, like we met, good good interaction but then like we didn't get like homies homies until like maybe like two years later um i think it kind of was just like one of those things where they were like coming on the scene like a lot um i think around that time too they once they graduated they moved to like columbus um they were uh i love what they were doing i think it was kind of like a mutual thing and then we kind of were just at the same events and then niggas created the the, the group and we became best friends. So yeah. <laughs> that was kind of like the origin story of that. But uh, uh, yeah, pass it off to Joey. What was like after we met, uh, what was kind of like your uh, stuff beforehand? And then, of course, like what you're doing now? Uh, yeah, so I started like pretty early. I've always been into like entertainment and like poetry and stuff and, and choir, theater like growing up and like I'm from suburban Cleveland, Ohio. So Woodmere village, I went to orange high school and, you know, just that area. And like to make music or do anything arts for real, wasn't really like too highly looked upon. Um, so like, it was like, we had a lot of opportunities to do like creative outlets and stuff. So I was making rap songs for science projects and stuff when I was like younger, I was doing like poetry stuff for like my class assignments. But then like when you asked me outside of like class, you'd be like, or just anything, you'd be like, Oh, do you make music or you can rap? No, nah, I don't rap. No, nah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not a rapper. I'm just a kid who likes to rap. That's it. Like it, it was like one of those weird things. And I wish I started earlier, but like it was, uh, you know, I, I I was like not necessarily ashamed. It was just like I the career path for everybody from where I'm from is like you go to college, you are yeah you go graduate high school, you go to college, preferably like Ohio State, Miami, or OU, or like Toledo or Bowling Green. You meet somebody there that or somebody who orange too, you eventually get married and you go back to orange and then you have kids who repeat the same cycle. So like, I just really didn't like put everything into music until I got 
into like junior year. And that's when I actually started to like share stuff with people, but it was like kind of on the side. And then like one of my homies, Trey was like, cause I was recording off like my audacity and shit and like terrible programs. And I'm like, uh, and I was like, what I need to do is like when I'm recording and stuff, like my parents will come home. I'll be like, yup, studio session over, bro. Like I don't want nobody to know I rap. So that's kind of what I like did until like my homie Trey, when he heard one of the songs that I had, he was like, yo, this shit is garbage. Like recorded wise, like it's terrible. Like it sounds like you recorded this like in a trash can. And I mean, shit, I did. So like, that's when it was like, I need to go to the studio and then, um, record music and stuff and that was my senior year of high school I started to share with people and they were like yo this is kind of dope and I was trash then but it was like for me being 18 years old and stuff 17 18 years old and like it was like oh shit this like you could kind of rap um and then I went to college and like that was like the whole thing that fucked everything up because I like you go to college and it's like, what's your identity? It's like, oh, I play sports or you do this or you do this or you're in all these clubs. And like my freshman year, I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do um, besides be at intramural sports. That's it. Like I didn't go to class, nothing, play video games and rapped and stuff and like quit all the clubs that I was supposed to be a part of. <laughs> and, and then uh, and then that's when me and Sarab met and it was kind of like, he put out an EP over the summer and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like you rap? He's like, yeah. And like, at the time people knew me as like in our class, the rapper who was like shooting music videos and stuff like that. So, um, I was like, yo, bro, we need to like, you know, work together here. Like we need to, you know, take this journey and everything. So we started to go to the studio and Columbus all the time, back and forth. And so, that's what brings us to me meeting Dickhead Dom Deshaun the first time. <laughs> so hey, so I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Joe tell his perspective of when we met because I guess allegedly I didn't know it was different until like actually like a few weeks ago, and then I explained the reason why I was the way I was. But go ahead. So so look so. Rob's book for the show. And again, me and him used to tag team stuff all the time. It was like, if I have a show in Columbus, you coming out, blah, blah, blah. We might even like play each other's music and shit as DJ, whatever. But so we go to Dom's event and you know, y'all know me, like I'm super happy and everything like blah, blah, blah. So I'm meeting everybody. And again, like Marcus Allen Ward and Corey Grant are from Cleveland. I've been with, I've known them since like 2000. 11 2012 and shit so i'm kind of like oh shit what's good what's good get to dom and dom is kind of just like he's like oh yeah what's good and i'm just like oh shit hey man i don't think this dude like me for real and um so i was always like damn man this dude is kind of you know a little <laughs> he might be mean <laughs> <laughs> Because Dom, Dom has the other side of the story, and it all makes sense. Uh, so first off, I have resting nigga face, so like <laughs> that's, we, just, we we gotta we gotta put that fact there. But running and throwing events is is not it's not easy. <laughs> so uh, we have random shit that might happen. Coincidentally, that night, um, the when we're at sound check. Um, the sound guys like going through. I I believe he literally only sound checked Marcus on the ward, and then like in the middle of it, he tells me like, "Yeah, uh, I gotta leave like right now." I'm like, "Excuse me." He was like, "Yeah, nah, this, something happened. I just gotta, I just gotta go. I gotta, I gotta go back home." I was like, "I was like, bruh, I." I, I booked this like months ago and right. I, I booked a sound person and you were supposed to be here the entire time, not just like for sound check. Little he only sound checked one person. I was like, I was like, you you can't leave. I I I'm paying you to be here the entire time. He's like, no, I gotta go. It's an emergency. I just gotta leave. Long story short, this motherfucker ended up leaving. So before the show even starts, 
like the sound guy like just leaves and this is at uh summit before they had renovations so it was just like it was like summit back then was rough like <laughs> I, I did it i did what like the, the second show i did there like the right speaker went out it shit was nuts like um but yeah so the sound guy like i think just left and then i think yeah. after that is when i met joey for the first time so um <laughs> Y'all know that uh, meme of uh, of Arthur when he's like walking and he's like super happy and shit. That's me, me and Dom for the first time. <laughs> and Dom's Dom Arthur fist, bro. Dom has Arthur fist. <laughs> bro, I was a hey, man. I was sick, bro. I couldn't even like get in like artist mode because I'd be so stressed out about like making sure people don't run over like their set times and making sure the sounds good and all the normal shit that like a promoter would like do, um, I would be like worried about and then also try to get bars off. So it, it was uh, uh, very stressful. So fortunately, I, that's when Joe and me first met. The funny, no, thing, is, <laughs> the funny thing is me, my my interpretation, I was like, oh no, like I thought Joe was cool. So I, I'm, I'm, so, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry that I came across as a dickhead, Joe. <laughs> no, I saw you the other day, like just how like tough like that can be how stressful it can be and like joey i know you're on tour right now and like you're kind of you know working through some of that but like yeah what's like the tour experience been like kind of just like getting started with that and obviously you're jumping around to like a lot of different places so yeah what's the experience been like uh stressful as fuck man it's it's like really I know that like I know that there's so much in like preparation and everything, but like this is something I ne- I was like, oh, this is this is a lot much this is so much more. Like um some of the places don't even book out before like two months. So like you have to reach out to them in like three months before you even thinking like, oh, I'm about to have a tour, you know? Right. So it's like that preparation and then just so many things can go wrong. And like, like you have this game plan and I mean, it's life, but it's like, you have this game plan and you have like 10 moves. It's like, I need to do this, 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 this. And like eight of them is like, nah, nah, not happening. Nope. That venue you thought you was about to get wrong. Somebody just booked that day. Oh, right we're not re- uh, responding to emails and stuff like that. And then you just have like, like you gotta be so sharp. Like you gotta be very laser focused and sharp and like making stuff happen with, with this, like it's, it's, it's stressful. And like, I tell, I, like, that's why I, you probably saw me on Twitter talking to Dom. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, this shit yep. is hard as fuck. I apologize. Uh, Cause last week out, like last week, one of my shows in New, New York got canceled literally the day before the show and I had a show the same night. So I'm kind of like freaking out and I was ready to take my computer and, and swing past it, like out of the room. Like that's how, that's how I was. And like, thankfully my brother and DJ Mike Dow were there to just be like, yo, what can we do to help? Should we call a venue? Should we fill out some forms? And I was like, no, nah, man, y'all don't got to do that. But like for them to just be there, it was, uh, you know, very cool. And yeah, this is it's stressful. That's, yeah, for real. I could, I could only really imagine. really rewarding and fun too. Like it's, it's really fun. And like being able to um, give experiences to different people and stuff like that. Like I think that's really, really cool. Like um, me and Mike flew to new york this time instead of like driving and like for me that's not for some people it'd be like hey flew yeah like for us to be able to fly to another city to do a show and like sit on the plane next to each other and be like yep we like we doing this shit like that that was a a big milestone and stuff so i enjoyed it what about you dom how's how's tour or how's like booking venues giving someone else that responsibility and having to like (sighs) concede to like whatever they demand how's that for you it's it's it's, it's i mean i go everything that that joe said i've had 
probably why I was like, I actually had a worse, a worse experience. It ended up like working out, but like the first time I did a show in New York, the first show that I booked in New York, um, the, not the, not the day before I'm going to the venue for sound check. No, and get no. It, you and sound up, check. You in sound check. Bro. Yeah, bro. It's cursed. <laughs> Listen, it's cursed, bro. I'm in, I'm in, I'm literally in the Uber, uh, in, in Brooklyn. So, you know, it's not Columbus. So like they get to the venue, it's like 40 minutes. So like, right. I'm, I'm in, I'm in the, I'm in the Uber and I'll get like an email saying like, Hey, uh, sorry for this bad news, but the venue got closed down and we can't have a show tonight. I'm just no. like, I'm like, <laughs> yo, bro. I'm like, I'm literally going to the venue for sound checks. I'm just like, bro, what the fuck? So, but luckily, I don't know, like, after my initial, like, what the fuck? Within, like, a minute, I don't know what came over me. I was, like, kind of back in, like, pivot mode. So I was like, oh, shit, I forgot. The first time I, like, messaged the booker, I don't know why, but, like, I'm, or I think she might have, like, had it, like, in her, like, bio or, or something. But anyway, she actually booked for that venue and, like, another venue. So instantly I was like, oh, let me ask her, like, if the other venue somehow could be, like, open tonight or it might be open for a show. So I was like, yo, the other spot that you work at, is there any time available tonight? Long story short, there actually was. So I ended up, like, getting um the show like moved over to like that other venue uh but yeah no it, it's it's hard like i mean there's only there's only so much that you can control there's only so much that you can do um like what what i when we booked when i booked the show like in la um back in 2019 i booked it like i think in march i think i booked it like in march and it wasn't until like july um so like you you really got to yeah it's, it, i mean you really got to be like months months in advance for a, a, a lot of times um i mean especially like to be honest with you uh dealing with like the markets like a la or like a new york or like a chicago um that's kind of like the way I, I go into it like you might have more venues but it's just like i just know like folks are going to be touring and depending on like what time of the year that you're trying to do it at so i'm just like all right it's going to be summer she's going to be jumping so let me make sure i try to do this just like um as farther out as possible um but the pros are like one thing about me that i've always like done um it's always been like bigger than me like i'm like okay yeah i, I can get my performances off and stuff like that that's why like when i do my like the events i did like they always like had like a, a like a name to them like it wasn't just like Dom Deshaun show it was like after our special or commies lookout or wine or um like what one of those where like I, I didn't want people to even like know. I mean, people like knew, but like I didn't want to be like, hey, this is like was like kind of like yo, like this is like a, a way where I can like book all the people that like I would want to see, who maybe not necessarily beginning book at the time, or like actually bringing out like talent from like other cities, or like going to like other cities. So like. When I will go to New York, like I'm like, okay, I'm gonna of course book some artists like in New York because you you gotta book like artists like in the city as well too. But I'm bringing like my homies with me, so I'll book Joey or like book Vern or Sarab or um, like KMB or somebody like that. And I've been blessed enough to like take the homies to New York and Chicago and like LA. Like it was crazy the LA show. Granted, like most of the artists I book were from, uh, I mean, were like LA artists, but like Matt, like a bunch of them were like originally from Columbus, like P Black and um, uh, C's, and it was a few other people. But like, I had a show in LA, and it was like eighty percent of people from Ohio, and like we packed that bitch out. Shit was that shit was kind of crazy. That's dope. And that was literally the show where after Joe, because Joe basically did like a tour. I think it was was it like four or five dates. Yeah, that was the Zoom to your passions when yep. that was yeah. And I will never forget this on that and the LA show was the last one. Joe performs and after he gets off stage, he was like, Bruh, I gotta quit my job because I gotta be doing <laughs> this for a living. Yo, <laughs> so yeah. Actually I, I wanna talk about that because for both of y'all, like y'all have kind of said like, yo, nine to five ain't cutting it, like let me pivot to this music thing full time. So like 
I know for a lot of artists, like that is something that they dream about, but don't always, you know, they may not have the the conditions correctly to like be able to do it. Or it's just something that like they may not be able to cross that barrier in their minds to be able to do it. But for y'all, like, yeah, what's kind of that what's kind of that transition been like from going from, you know, having a job and then maybe doing art on the side to like now having your art be your job? Uh, I mean, for me, first off, like, I, it sounds crazy, but like, I thrive when I'm uncertain. Like, when I know that, like, I need to make, like, to be like, rent is due on the first, and then it's like, I have to do whatever I can to make this shit happen. Like, that makes me, that makes me, like, that gets me going. So, like when in 2019, when I like quit and everything, it was like, I'm going to the job and I'm like getting to the job at eight o'clock. And by like 807, I'm yawning. I just got a whole eight hours of sleep the night before. And I'm like, I could just tell that I just didn't want to be here. I, I like, and it was taken away from me wanting to be, you know, creative. It's like you get off of work and then it's like, you only got like, two hours to eat food and get yourself prepared. Cause then it's like, now I need to go and record and I'm recording for two, three hours and I'm going to the studio and I got to keep my mind sharp for that. Like I can't be in the studio paying for studio time and messing up. So it was like, I needed to be, you know, more fresh. And then also like, I just, I just love everything that comes with music. And, and now that like, I'm like doing this full time, I realize it's so much more than just like recording music. It's more than performing. Like the whole business, like Joey H Entertainment LLC is my business. Like I need to do the business correctly. And so, um, and like reaching out to venues and stuff like that. Like people don't really get to see all that stuff. I have a hundred tabs up on my computer right now for Canva. Uh, I will plug. Canva is the one of the hardest uh <laughs> platform Yo, shout out to do graphics. <laughs> i am a certified graphic designer right now or uh yeah whatever because of that but yeah like i have all these tabs because i do all a lot of the um either like the artwork or like the um different different pictures and stuff like that like that's all things that i do in in the free time and um or not free time but like that's it's work like, and, and I treat this like it is a nine to five still. And it's even more than a nine to five. It's like, it's so much more like meeting people. Like it, it's just so much that people don't really know that goes into um, like the business of, of being a full-time artist. Like, again, when we were in New York and the venue canceled on us and stuff, and we went to like three or four other venues and literally like it's another thing with venues and stuff like they try to hide behind like booking at something should be stressful and relevation they be racist too um and <laughs> they have like we support blm and then don't give black voices the time of day anyways um but like we Talk went to about the, it yeah we went <laughs> to the venues and it was like um trying to find an email, an actual person that we can talk to to figure out how do we book shows here? And like, that's a part of the job. So um, that was long winded, but good brother, Dom. <laughs> yeah, nah, um, this shit ain't easy, like at all. Um, I think the, the thing is I knew that going into it. So like, I'm, I'm not surprised about like it, being difficult but yeah not nah, like this this shit's this shit's hard but like i think for me i kind of reached a certain point where i knew like almost you for me every every because i'm just such a like all my favorite artists like i like you know follow their stories and stuff like that and not just for my favorite artists but just like stories in general there always is like a moment where like they were like down bad where like yo shit was looking bad shit was like rough and most of those times was because like they took that leap of faith and like they were like fully committed and like what they whatever goal they were like trying to do whatever profession or whatever the case may be and i've always always like had a five like i've 
always had like a job and stuff like that. So like I had that security of like a paycheck coming in every like two weeks or so. So, um, but I mean, clearly, obviously those were, it was paying for like all like the music stuff I wanted to do, but it's like one of those things where um, it kind of just re- I just reached a breaking point of, I can't, when you know like your purpose in life for like years, like it, I, I've been knowing what I've been meant to do for like, more than a decade, like since I was like a teenager, like I, I, I honestly probably since I was a kid to be, to be completely honest with you, I knew like I was supposed to do something like creative, whether it be my drawing, um, shit, the storylines I was making, like screenwriting back when I was even like young, which I'm still going to be doing that stuff, like as an adult as well too, uh, until like once I got like serious about music, like I've always like knew like I'm not meant to just do like some like nine to five, like this job and stuff like that. Um, so it kind of just reached a point. I was like, yo, I gotta like, I gotta like fully commit to it. But what really helped honestly was like having like literally some of my best friends, like Joey and my dude Cam and uh Kendra and so many other people who like have taken this leap of faith and like honestly have been like living off like their 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 passion for like a few years, like granted in all these situations, like the, the world hasn't been easy, but it's like, it's, it's attainable. Like it, it can actually get happened. And I, I think that that was the biggest thing. They changed their mindset of like, cause before I used to always like make excuses, like why I couldn't do it. And then when I like reached the breaking point, I was, I literally had a moment. Where I was like, all right, how can I make this shit work? And then it was like me like texting Joey and like Cam and like, yo, like I'm really, I'm really thinking about this shit. And I remember the first time I texted Joey, he was like, about fucking time. He's like, I'm not over exaggerating. For like a year and a half, he was telling me, like every time like I'll complain about like working, like, damn, he'd be like, make a quick little job. So like, (laughs) hey, I'm a part of the, listen, me too now. I'm a part of the uh, committee of like, anytime somebody even thinks about quitting a job, oh my, mm. Hey, I'll be getting best. metaphorically best. rock solid, you know? <laughs> Bricked up. <laughs> Bruh. I'm like, my nigga, quit your job. Man, uh, anytime yeah. somebody even, like, I'm pretty sure, like, anytime I get happy throughout the day is because somebody, I don't know, like, somebody might be in Colorado or something thinking of quitting a job or doing something, like, to get fired. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, do it, do it. <laughs> I, I, I will say, um, as as hard as the journey has been, they're literally like a nigga's down bad. As bad as I am, there has not been one moment where I'm like, bruh, I want to go back and clock in to work. Like at, at this point in my life, like I'm doing everything I can, except for like selling grills and stuff like that. But everything <laughs> I can to never have to like do like a nine to five again, bro. I, I, I just can't do it. Like when, once you have that like freedom of like, Bro, I can like literally go and work on my music whenever I want and not worry about like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta clock in at eight or nine o'clock tomorrow and stuff like that. Like, I run on my own time. And also, too, as an insomniac, I can literally just like create and, 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 and be an artist and stuff like that. And it's funny because somebody asked me, I told I was like, yo, like, since I quit my job, I actually feel way more busier now than I ever felt like working an eight hour shift and then doing music like bro I, i'm literally working on music in some type of capacity damn near like all day so and like the and something like to to go off of that too is like my whole thing is i like to inspire people and and like i remember the first week or the first like two weeks, three weeks, month or whatever, like after like quitting, people were coming up to me like, damn, man, like you really doing it. Like you really did it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm in my mind, I'm like, damn, like, nah, really? And they're like, nah, like you, you are. And like, I know the type of person you are and I know that it's not going, you know, stop. And so I've always like, uh, my dad has always said, my dad and my mom have always like, you never know who's watching you. Mm-hmm. And so like when... I see like my little brother who looks up to me. And then if he sees that me like quit or show signs of feeling like I can't do something, what is that going to do for him? So like 
that's just been something in my mind constantly is like, I got to go hard for people to see like the story and be like, I can do that too. If it, it don't have to be them being a full-time artist, it don't have to be anything about them quitting their job, even though I wish they would, but it's like more so like really go hard and do what you are passionate about and what you love and, and, and don't, and don't quit. Like don't, don't stop. Like keep, keep going. It, it, it's, it's what, and this would be the last point, but like, I literally had pretty much the same exact shit happen to me. Like when I, when I put in like my two weeks and this is why I knew like it was meant to happen. I put in my two weeks, not only, so every, when I decided I was going to quit my job, every person who I talked to, whether it be Joey, whether it be my family, literally unanimous, there was nobody who was like, oh, well, I don't think we should do it. Like, Granted, like when I when I set them down and like had a conversation, I told them like, yo, like I know this isn't gonna be easy. I got a plan and stuff like that. But everybody like clearly knows how serious I am and clearly knows like the talent. So like none of them thought like this was just like a wild dream. And then when I put in my two weeks, like, cause at my job, like pretty, I, I, at my job, people knew like I, I like did music and shit like that. So like when I put in my two weeks, like it's like they were salty because like people like love me, but they were like nah man we we know this is literally what you're meant to do so this is kind of like bound to happen we're gonna miss you but it's but nah we know this is what, what you're like meant to do so like there was no like there was no resistance there was like no and like i literally had coworkers like yo jealous of you and i wish i can do what you're doing not on in terms of like financially they couldn't do it but just like mentally like which is probably the hardest part of like telling yourself like yo, I can, I can fucking like do this. Mm-hmm. And like bad people were like, yo man, like I'm inspired. And like, I wish I could like do that and all that stuff. So yeah, you, you, as simple as like something like quitting your job and chasing your, th- chasing your dreams is something that like really can impact so many other people that, and it's a kind of one of those days where I'm definitely like conscious of, of like, okay, like I gotta be one of those like stories of like, yo, you can really fucking like do this shit. Um, so yeah. Yo, I just need, I want y'all like 30 seconds. I'm going to throw a word at both of y'all and just want y'all to like wax poetic for just a hot second on it. Joey, the word, the name that I got for you is Keydron Bryant. First thing that comes to my mind, man, that the future. Oh my God. Like he is, <laughs> first off, his videos are incredible. Um, download all the songs like all his videos I know every single one America abandoned us America betrayed us like come on man he snaps I can't wait for him to get a little bit older I'm I'm waiting for you know some people in his life to uh, remove themselves from the writing process his mother his mother (laughs) And, and like let him you know talk about you know um being a kid and going outside and not struggling I love it. Yeah, that's all I needed. And that and name Dom, cool as hell. <laughs> he's out here. Dom, the name that I got for you, and we talked about him on our last show, but Dilla. Man, I know it's generic, but like the, the Dilla's like saved my life or changed my life. Like that is me. Like my, my sound, like he is like my foundation to like, like I'll give you an example. Like if you listen to, if you listen to Taylor Two Seasons, I actually like went in on my end and I basically took like a, a vinyl sounding, just like the static and shit like that and laid it underneath the entire project. And like that whole sound and that whole like morph and stuff that you like here, like all that's because of like Dilla. Um, half of my hooks, a lot of times are like song village or like Dilla shit. Um, Dilla can wrap his ass off too. I, I want niggas to know that as well. Uh, talk that talk, yeah. Um, but nah, I'm, I'm, shit's crazy. Like, I, I actually low-key be getting, like, emotional about him because, like, that nigga, like, really influenced me in so many different ways. And he's definitely one of those artists who, like, I feel like, unintentionally, like, I'm I'm, I'm kind of, like, the, the the next generation who got influenced. So I need to, like, kind of carry the legacy in, in some type of way, like possible, like, um, so I, I mean, I try to do it like in my music any way possible and try to like bring like that quality and that sound, um, especially as like somebody from like the Midwest and shit like that. So, um, but yeah, man, I can, I can keep on going on about Dilla, but yeah, nah, he's, 
literally like one of my foundation blocks with everything I do and my sound and all that shit. We got to end today's episode, even though it's been such a wonderful time talking to both of you. Like I said earlier, to have the two of you on at the same time is truly a pleasure to not only me, but Alex as well, because ever since we started, you were two figures we wanted on the podcast and we wanted to hear your takes on growing up in um, Columbus and Cleveland and showing how much you've grown and just your interactions with each other. So thank you so much for coming on here. Thank you um, Do you got plugs? You both, you got, you guys got some songs out. We got some albums out, singles, Instagram, Twitter, Clubhouse. You go first, Joey. Uh, yeah, so I'm on Twitter, Instagram, all the socials is uh, J-O-E-Y-A-I-C-H, the number four. Um, my music is on every single platform imaginable. Um, definitely listen to it and stream it and buy it on Bandcamp and not only buy my by other people, um, preferably black women's musical on there. And uh, yeah, and I don't know when this comes out, but we got the H Madness um, going to, I have Cleveland on Friday, Chicago, Columbus, then back to Chicago, West Virginia, uh, Denver, Detroit, and LA. And so uh, if you're in those areas or in those markets, uh, come through and uh, and have some have a good time yeah like also too you haven't seen joey perform like i tell i literally tell people this like i, I literally put joey in the same category as like national acts that you think is your favorite rappers like he might embarrass a nigga like on stage like for real like like, like i I've I've seen a lot of rappers and a lot of niggas can't perform. And this nigga Joey is one of the best performers I've ever seen in my life. So like he's made me a better performer because I'm like, bro, I can't I can't get completely washed on on stage. So I gotta I gotta come, you know, correct. But um, so I just released a new project called A Toast Two Seasons, also on all streaming. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, buy on Bandcamp as well too because that helps. Um, News. I'm already working on a new project. Um, uh, I'm trying to like. Uh, <laughs> I was telling Joe. I, 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 listen, man. I'm 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 in a good place creatively right now. So uh, I'm trying to not trying to. I'm going to drop that in the summer. I'm like I'm already in a pretty solid place, like early stages wise. Um, really, 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 really excited to put that out. Um, but yeah, uh, catch me on all socials. Uh, Dom Deshawn, D-O-M-D-E-S-H-A-W-N on literally everything. Um, I'm also in like the Web3 NFT space, but that's a whole different discussion. We can we can have another. Bro, that's, that's for part two. For yeah, yeah. Hey, we got to do a bonus episode. King, King of NFT. No, hey, listen, yo. yo. Um, the bar on uh, uh, the, the, uh, oh my god listen listen I'm I'm happy somebody I ain't gonna lie bro when I wrote that bar I was like hey yo this shit fire <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, especially, uh, listen especially especially listen it, listen to theater intermission and if you know about like NFTs in, in the Web3 space, like one of the last bars on the song, you're going to be like, hey, yo, that's one of them ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I wrote that back in like, I think I wrote that back in like November, which is crazy because it's like before I even like really got into Web3 space. But I was like, once I knew like what a token and a mm. non fungible like met, I was like, and I just put the two together and Bro, yeah, my, ears, my ears perked up at that shit. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Thank you once again, y'all. This was great. Uh, what, uh, once again, I wish we could delve deep in both of your discographies, but that's that's for next time. We definitely got to do a bonus episode. <laughs> Alex, where, where can they find you at? Yo, all the socials, Lewis, Alex, and the number 10. Put your tens up. up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yo, Koku. Yes, and you can find me, Kenny Samoa, on Instagram. Then if you want to check out Bandcap, go ahead and give a look for some production as well. Yeah, peep that. Peep that. Well, yo, episode 31, yes, Alice sir. and Koku. 
Verge FM every fourth Saturday of the month at 4 p.m. Eastern. Holla at us. And, you know, you can always peep the show wherever you stream podcasts. Peace.